Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast. Uh, legendary, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that term. He might not like it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Strength coach uh, Kim Wood started out with uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's been around um, strength and conditioning for a very long time, and he's probably forgotten more than I'll ever know about strength and conditioning. So uh, we're going to get to pick his brain today and learn a little bit about what it was like starting out in the strength game, how we got into it, and we can kind of go from there. So, Kim, thanks for joining the show. I appreciate it. Well, good, good to be here. So, tell us a little bit more about your background. Um, let's let's start before the Cincinnati Bengal days, before strength conditioning days. What got you into lifting weights to begin with? Well, I, I started lifting weights when I was in high school. <clears throat> I, you know, to be a better athlete and uh, uh, bigger and stronger and uh, meet more girls. <laughs> so uh, around the time you were in high school, though, there probably weren't very many people it was not, lifting it was weights, not right? It was not something that people did. It was not something where there was uh, <clears throat> a lots of uh, good, solid information out there. Uh, it was a... Um, um, it, was, it was a real uh, outlier, different kind of thing real fringe thing yeah so how did you how did you come about it and who did you um look to for for the for the good the good source of information well i when i was maybe um oh freshman or sophomore in high school my dad got me a barbell okay and uh, there was some kids there were uh, in the I lived in a, a, a fancy suburb of chicago and there was a very very uh high-quality sporting goods store there, and they had a, a rack with barbells on it. So I was, you know, that was my total f- familiarity with what barbells were. And uh, 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 I think I was maybe a freshman in high school, and my dad had bought me a barbell. And uh, uh, um, and it sat there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I had a, a knee condition. I was a big high school star when I was a freshman. But I had a knee condition um, and was not in sports my sophomore year. And, and um, that was when I started lifting. I, I could really do very little. I could do uh, um, a bench press on, a, on an old uh, Redwood uh, picnic bench. And uh, that's what I did. And uh, um, but I just kind of got into it in that it was um, something to do. I think that it was it was something that was not really accepted by sports people, but it was something that was kind of talked about. And um, you know, from pictures and ads in the back of comic books, uh, to you know something that if you want to get big and strong. Uh, um, uh, you know, lifting weights was how you did it. Right. And, it, you know, there was the Charles Atlas course. And, you know, you, you, you had enough stuff in popular culture that you were exposed to. But uh, as far as uh, uh, knowing how to do it or going to anybody who did know, uh, I, I didn't have that, uh, um, that advantage. It was uh, for, I just started, uh, you know, playing with the stuff and figuring out myself how to do it. And uh, um, I had I had systems that I pretty much invented myself, you know, how to uh, as far as progression, and and like I say, it was uh, you know pretty pretty much an organic thing of um, goofing around, and then uh, I, I would uh, um, you know, and every like I say, things like muscle magazines were not uh, um, they certainly weren't on the newsstands in the community that I grew up in. And uh, uh, once in a while, we'd go into Chicago, and um, you know, you'd see them. But uh, um, so, so it was a thing that uh, I was pretty much on my own. I think, as everybody who started lifting weights in the um, late 1950s was. Right. 
What there was your... no gyms to go to. There was no YMCA's. And uh, um, if there were, you'd probably want to stay out of them anyway. So what did your you, – I assume you played, uh, I'm just going to guess, football in high school. What did your, what did your coaches think uh, about you lifting weights? Was it more of um... it was not. It was not something that was accepted. I just didn't yeah. talk about it. But I, but I got bigger and stronger than, uh, than anybody. And uh, then, I, then we had um, we had a very good team my uh, senior year, and we had uh, a number of the guys would come over to my basement, and that's where we trained. Meanwhile, I you know I would I started reading Strength and Health magazine, and um, a little bit later on Iron Man, and uh, uh, we laughed at the reader magazines, and because uh, they were just really a comic book, and you know have always been that, but. Uh, uh, um, but it was a thing that, uh, um, um, you know, if you saw somebody that, that looked like they lifted weights, you might say, hey, do you lift weights? <laughs> and and you could talk about it with somebody. And then uh, uh, later on when I was in uh, my beginning years in college, there were a few guys that uh, I, tr- I, I uh, went to the University of Wisconsin and played football there, but there was only five or six guys on the team then. I entered there in 1963 that were that actually trained but we all trained together and uh, uh <clears throat> you know again it was a it was there was always a quest out for um, uh new information and and for you know what the heck are we doing <laughs> right and uh, uh uh but it was purely a trial and error thing and uh, um and and you know it was something that uh, it, the word was out that strength training was something that was going to be in sports. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get some books. My dad uh, worked for Converse Gym Shoes and would bring home coaching magazines. So you'd see there would be good articles in the coaching magazines. This is not something that other kids would even have seen, but the high school coaches and the college coaches used to get them. And uh, then you'd see ads. You'd see ads for uh, York barbells and uh, you know, I just, like I say, I was uh, um, in those days. There was there was um, there was nobody you could go to that you could trust or could really believe that could uh, uh, give you uh, uh, good solid information. And uh, now there's plenty of people that you can go to, but I don't know. I still don't know if you can get solid information. Yeah, yeah, you got to be very select about that. So after college. What were the next steps that kept you in in the strength game? Well, what what happened is is that uh, um, you know I played and was uh, highly touted as a high school player, was a high school all American, and you know this great phenom coming out of Chicago and uh, could have gone any place and went to the University of Wisconsin, which was a pretty big mistake because uh, I was hurt and. Um, Twice, they, like they had to redo uh, uh, the operations on my each knee, oh. and uh, um, <clears throat> and my career was not uh, what it could have been. I, I expected to play pro football, but didn't. And uh, it was in the 1960s, and the world was a very different place then. And uh, um, um, what I did is, after college, I just traveled around the country and did all kinds of jobs and. Uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, it was, it was a kind of a, a one time in my life I could do that. I re- didn't have any responsibility, and I was I, I could you know I could hardly walk, and so I wasn't going to play pro football. And uh, uh, but during during that period of my life, I fell in with a guy named um, Arthur Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, right when he prior to he him starting the Nautilus Company, and. Uh, uh, and then I had met him, and uh, uh, he told me to come on down. And then uh, six months later, I did, and was with him when he started that company. And, and that was uh, a real catalyst. In that uh, um, he probably uh, he may be forgotten now, but uh, uh, at that time, he, he like I say, even those in those days, if you got muscle magazines and people talked about, it, nobody really knew what they were talking about. And the muscle magazines are kind of like what they are now, and they really don't know what they're talking about. No. But, uh, uh, Arthur Jones is a very, very intelligent guy who uh, uh, had broken down 
uh, way training to a real very very sensible and scientific and uh, systematic approach and uh, uh, so again it was something that I had always you know since you know since I was 12 or 13 I was always interested in training but uh, um, uh, connecting with uh, Jones and then when we started Nautilus uh, it became something that uh, um, you know I was around uh, uh, you know, professionals in all different kinds of sports and the experts and the professors. And and like I say, a thing that I was interested in, I I certainly developed an intellectual curiosity. And, uh, uh, um, you know, training became something that uh, I was fascinated with. And, um, you know, I still am to this day. I think when you're put in a situation like that, you kind of take it from where you started and then falling in line, you were fortunate enough to fall in line with somebody like uh, Arthur Jones. I mean, you can't help but like even take it to the next level, right? I mean, what? Well, you can, and a lot of people did. I mean, the point is, is that uh, um, I was one of the very few people that got along with Arthur Jones. You, you, you're going to hear dogs. Barking That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. My, the mailman is here, and my Shih Tzus uh, are. are um, they're letting him know how much they like him. That's what I tell him. But uh, uh, no problem. It'll be it'll die down in just a second. No, uh, uh, Jones. Uh, you have to understand that weight training was really BS up until that time. That nobody knew anything. Even the experts didn't know it anything. You know, the people that wrote the muscle magazines and the muscle guys and the the weightlifters and they were all just guessing. And uh, 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 he was, like I say, he was a very, very sharp guy, and he kind of stood the whole thing on its end. But, but, but understand, uh, uh, you know, if someone presents a better way, and it, but it's different than the way that you know, mm-hmm. and you've grown to know. There's a lot of people don't don't necessarily like it. Yeah, exactly. And he was against the drugs, and he was against a lot of the BS that uh, um, that was in the muscle magazines and the food supplements and everything. Just laughed at people and had the and had the brain power to. Uh, um, <clears throat> if you asked him, he would tell you, you know, that it was stupid and silly and irresponsible. But like I say, no, it's it's not the deal that you'd necessarily be drawn to such a guy. It just so happened that uh, uh, I became a very good friend of his. And uh, 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 and it was right at the start that weight training. It was, it was um, in the 1970s. There was uh, uh, where the 60s. There had been all kinds of changes in our culture. In the, the early 70s, there was kind of a revolution in the way people lived, and uh, physical training uh, uh, became part of that. And uh, uh, you know, with uh, Dr. Cooper and his aerobic, uh, you know, a systematic approach to uh, <clears throat> fitness through right. jogging. And then uh, uh, and with the way that, that Arthur Jones fit in was kind of all of a sudden weight training became part of that. And, uh, 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 and that was when he started uh, Nautilus. And uh, it was really, really how, uh, uh, although there had been people that had lifted weights, for football, uh, starting in the early 50s, it was individuals, and then and in the 60s there was some programs that were run by people who were pretty much self-promoters, but it was not something that everybody did. Uh, uh, in the 70s, it was something that was being accepted, but it was a hard thing for weight training because the last thing that football people wanted was to encourage something like that, what they saw in the muscle magazines. Sure. And uh, goons and, you know, ball suits posing in front of mirrors and, you know, shaving their body hair and putting salad oil in their, you know, I mean, whatever <laughs> bodybuilding is, and I still haven't really figured it out, the, uh, uh, the, the football people didn't want that. And so there was no, uh, uh, it was an interesting time because, uh, Fitness itself was all of a sudden being accepted by the culture, and uh, um, uh, you know when, when when we started Nautilus, it was an interesting thing where weight training uh, became part of that 
what amounted to a revolutionary movement, the way people lived, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that is fitness became, and, and getting bigger and stronger, these became uh, uh, healthy and good things. Prior to that, I, I think that, uh, um, you know, the strength training and the bodybuilding and the weightlifting was a really obscure and small thing. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, in our culture, it's a very big thing. And, uh, uh, you know, someone wants to get healthy, and you know your industry, the personal training industry, and the CrossFit, and, you, you know, there's facilities. It isn't just gyms and YMCAs. The, you know, all your schools have facilities, you know, and uh, colleges and uh, dormitories. And, you know, it's something that uh, uh, many, many times uh, it's much bigger than it was uh, when it started in the 70s. And, and football, it, it, there was a place that it started, but it was also, uh, when I started with the Bengals, there was uh, uh, there was only five or six guys that had ever lifted weights. Oh, wow. They were on the team. So it was, uh, 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 but again, it was important. And uh, the man that I worked for, with Paul Brown, who pretty much invented modern football, it was important that uh, strength training become part of it because he wanted his guys to be bigger and stronger and less susceptible to injury but uh uh but it be done and it was important to him that it be done in the right way <clears throat> and uh, uh that it wasn't a goon thing and uh um, um like i say it was a thing that uh um it was it was not new but it really was new as far as its mass acceptance uh in sports you know what's interesting to me is you, you said new a couple times, and the uh, when, when I talk to people about strength training, they they want to take a step away from machines because you know I'm just going off like what Nautilus was because it was something so revolutionary and new and different that when I mention how I'm going to incorporate uh, you, the use of machines into somebody's workout, they're always like, well, I don't want to go off the, I don't want to do machines because they're so old school. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's the newest pieces of, of technology still that we have. Well, what, what, what you have is, is that's kind of a false dualism that uh, uh, all you're dealing with is tools. A barbell's a tool. Exactly. Tinning bar's a tool. Right. Diffing bar's a tool. Machines, the good ones, and they may or not be like that now because, uh, uh, you know, they were, they, were, they were invented to do some things that you couldn't do with the conventional tools. Right. And uh, 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 and that's the way we've looked at it. That's the way I always looked at it. And uh, 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 but I think what you had was you have, um, and it's time. You know, our culture is uh, so much. Um, you know, they start talking now about identity politics and symbols and and people identifying with symbols. Somewhere along the line, uh, uh, when the machines became popular, they were people that said, well really tough guys, really macho men, they use free weights, they don't use machines. Exactly. And and you had you had it was uh, something that was I mean don't forget when when Arthur Jones who is a legitimately intelligent guy and legitimately knowledgeable and he he upset the whole industry. And the people who had been experts once this guy showed up, they no longer were experts. Mhm. And they hated him. And and all the goons in the muscle magazines and the, you know, the big deal guy down at the YMCA who was the big guru, you know, all of a sudden uh, uh, they didn't know anything, and it became revealed as not really knowing very much, so they got they got kind of pissed. And uh, 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 but I'm just saying to you is is that that imagery stuck with it when we. we uh, uh, I was involved uh, uh, with the uh, uh, Nautilus company, and then later we started another company called Hammer Strength. Yep. Where we put, uh, which were based on leverage machine leverage, and they were lower cost because they didn't have weight stacks in it. You had uh, barbell plates, and you actually had people come in and say, "Well, I like this because um, it's a combination of free weights and machines." <laughs> And there's a lot of people that you go and they'll stay say the same thing because it had the imagery of barbells, barbell right. plates being loaded on it, and 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 somehow they thought they weren't machines, 
Right. And well, it was they were very very similar to the Nautilus machines, but you had a different source of resistance. But it was that imagery that made it so. Uh, 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 you know, the bodybuilders and the you know the goons and the you know the weight room guys. They love hammer strength because again, they think that uh, we don't like machines. For sure. <laughs> but they are machines. I mean, what right. the heck? But I just trying to say is is that it's, uh, it's true. You know, it's a it's it's sloppy thinking, but mm-hmm. again, uh, once you have the masses of people, uh, well, they've never really been accused of being real smart, you know, and uh, you know, uh, it you know nobody you know not too many people really, and and it's still true in uh, strength training and in physical fitness that it's much more um, it's not intelligent thinking that guides people. It's, uh, you know, imagery and belief and uh, uh, till you get things like CrossFit and some of these things that are almost uh, cult-like and how they're accepted by people. I mean, they don't have to be, but they, but that may be how they're accepted. Yeah. And you get uh, 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 certain people, they identify with doing things a certain way, and uh, and and then they start talking about other people, like you said, being old school. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There isn't any school. You what the deal is? If you want to get bigger and stronger, you use the best tools that you can find. Right. And you figure out and you learn how to use them correctly, and that's the bottom line. And that's all it really is. That's right. Yeah, Arthur <laughs> but, Jones. But and, the, oh, go ahead. But identifying with uh, well, but Arnold does it this way. Or sure. So does it that? I mean, that's just stupid stuff. But again, when you when you deal with <laughs> Weight training and you deal with sports, you're dealing with a lot of stupid stuff. You're dealing with a lot of superstition and uh, 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 things that don't make sense. But uh, 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 but like I say, what Jones represented was a very, very rational, very, very intelligent, uh, uh, systematic way of viewing training and actually uh, systematically uh, 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 training and in, in developing the systems of how to train. And uh, 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 the stuff that he wrote about in the early 70s, if, if you were to find it and, and read it, it's, it's still better than what's written today, or most of the stuff today has been taken from him. But yeah. He himself has been forgotten. So I, I think uh, it was Arthur Jones himself that, that said even that uh, a, a chess press machine or a machine is just a thinking man's barbell. And I you think know, that, I think that goes a long yeah, way. I mean, it's, you know, it was always a bugaboo because people were, you know, you're dealing with, again, people's superstitions and not their ability to think. And all he was trying to do was, uh, 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 was, was develop tools. You know, function dictates design and design things that worked so that you could do things you couldn't do with conventional equipment or do those same things safer. And, uh, uh, um, you know, there had to be a justification for machines. Now, people that make machines now, that they don't necessarily understand that, you know, and uh, um, you get some really bad stuff. But, yeah. again, uh, uh, it's something that... Uh, um, no, his his thing, you know, again, when it started, it was, uh, uh, but like I say, the problem is it was easier to start a program those days because, again, I was dealing with the Bengals. <clears throat> Most of the guys had never trained with weights. Right. But if but if I had gone in and there would have been 40 guys and they had all been reading uh, Joe Weider muscle magazines and then I'm going to try to run a, a, a quality, uh, intelligent program, uh, my problem is, is that those people they've learned how to do it all the silly ways. Say, yep. So before they could learn, they could probably they would probably have to unlearn. Okay, and uh, uh, that's a hard deal as a coach or as a teacher. And but it was but it was easier than you thought because people uh, uh, they did want to get stronger. They did want to get better at their position. They did want to. Uh, uh, prevent injuries if they could. I mean, it made sense to the individual players and, uh, but they didn't want, they didn't want to become, um, uh, weight goons like the guys, you know, in the, the magazines. So what was that, that first workout or maybe the, the, the setup that, that you instilled in, in the Bengals? Do you, do you remember like what that, 
like the very oh, beginning, course, the, yeah. fir the very first workout, or what machines you well, had? I, what we did is we brought the machines in, and, uh, um, you know, we set up, you know, we didn't, the, the irony was the Bengals uh, bought a whole set of machines, but the time that they bought them, Pete Brown, who later became my business partner and uh, just a wonderful guy, he just passed away six weeks ago. Uh, oh, wow. uh, he, uh, uh he saw that that that, that strength training was going to become a, a, a part of modern football. He was a very much an innovative thinker, like his father, Paul Brown. And uh, 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 so, and again, the whole deal it had to be organized right. The problem was that they had purchased fifteen or twenty machines, and it was only five or six machines existed. Okay, they may, they might have existed in blueprints or in paper. Uh, uh, the whole set of machines, but the actual machines was only five or six. So we, we started a very basic program at uh, uh, the Bengals facility, and it was run pretty much by the coaches, mainly uh, uh, defensive line coach Chuck Studley, and I helped out. And then uh, uh, Pete and I went into business, but so I was uh, I set up that program uh, prior to actually being an assistant coach there, but I set up a program for uh, – a great number of other professional teams, uh, the Buffalo Bills and the St. Louis Cardinals and the 49ers and the Eagles and uh, you know a bunch of and then a bunch of college teams, Michigan and Ohio State and Southern Cal and uh, you know it was a uh, it, but and then in 1975 uh, in 1974 the Bengals had a lousy year. <laughs> in 1975, Paul Brown, I get a call late at night and it said by Pete. Uh, who told me to be at the stadium the next morning that my that his dad had just hired me as strength coach, so uh, that's how I got the job with the Bengals. <laughs> and so, uh, but I had set up uh, a great number, you know, sixty-five, eighty uh, uh, major major professional uh, college and high school programs, and uh, uh, it became a hot thing. And then, like I say, it was um, when Paul Brown did it. Uh, it was going to be done the right way, and that was a real key. I mean, the Bengals uh, had the first program, and then before you know it, uh, uh, Don Shula with the Dolphins, and they were the team to beat in those days. Uh, they had a complete program, and uh, it was something where most of the, all but one or two of the NFL teams had all the machines, and uh, and it was the same thing with the uh, uh, major colleges. But But like I say, it wasn't, just the tie to the brand it was a tie to a systematic approach to training and and part of it was is that uh, a reaction against the stuff you know the goons that they saw in the magazines so what did and, that uh, oh go ahead yeah and i just I'd say is that's changed a little bit these days sure, where everybody yeah. does everything and uh, and some of those goons are are the strength coaches. <laughs> yeah, that's but, the uh, truth. Uh, but in those days, it was a very very structured. Uh, uh, it was a part of your job as a professional was to learn how to get the most out of your body relative to strength and uh, you know physical size and uh, and like I say and hopefully to become a better player and become less susceptible to injuries. So what would it still, which is still what it, the training is all about today? Yeah, whether anybody knows it or not. <laughs> so what what was the what was that system? What was that setup like? What machines did you guys use? And and uh, did, you, did you train the athletes to failure or? Oh yeah, everything everything. What you're doing is is that uh, uh, um, what what was the Arthur Jones way, and as and as it turns out, was the Paul Brown way was you know anything that you do you you want to do the best you can possibly do it okay you want to get the most out of everything you do and and we used a high what they call high intensity we never called it that yeah but uh, uh but we would have uh, 8 or 10 exercises maximum and you'd only do one set and you'd have a goal, a guide figure of what you would do. Let's say we, I always used between uh, 10 and 15 reps. And, yep. and, and you were, but what you, what we were really doing was, is that uh, um, we were trying to stimulate a maximal number of fibers in the set. We weren't, we weren't interested in performance about how much weight you could lift. Again, it was purely uh, uh, the development of general strength. 
because again in in sports you develop general strength in your weight program but mm-hmm. you develop but you but you really develop your specific skills on the practice field right and there's nothing you can do you know but again you're building the raw material and that's what the um the focus was on and and like i say it was now it's got silly you get people that'll do um Power, power cleans and power squats because it transfers to the field. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't, no. It doesn't. But the point is there's all kinds of people that think it does. But, uh, uh, but in those days, is the interesting thing was is that uh, um, you know, people were interested in doing it the right way, and they didn't want, it, they didn't want goons. They didn't want the guys in the magazines, <laughs> okay? And uh, 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 they didn't want that world, you know. They wanted, uh, they liked weight training, and they liked that approach. But again, the real approach was to develop very, very a, a way of a way of thinking, really, a way of uh, 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 operating where you always focused on improvement. And 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 the, the the system that we use, and it's a system I when I train people today, it's what I use, and I and when I train myself, it's what I use, and that is is that you know I'm always the mental set is always striving to improve, to do things correctly, okay, not sacrifice the the the, the form of doing the exercise just to just to do a bunch of sloppy reps, okay, right. and then say that I'm improving. The whole thing to do is play play the game, uh, uh, but it, but it's really a competition, not with the other guy or anybody else, it's with yourself. So that's and and like I say, the you know, when I when I think of what hard work is, it's just that. It's that how do you get the most out of yourself? But to do that, you've got to you've got to discipline yourself so you're doing things correctly. And and in the process, we're, what we're really trying to do is is that uh, uh, what training really is, because we don't do much of it. I mean, you ask what we did is is that we had equipment and we used barbells and other things, but the point is is we they were just exercises. We worked worked all the major structures of the of the of the the body, the upper body and the lower body, certainly the neck, certainly the grip. And uh, 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 because we wanted we wanted complete development, and again the specifics for what we develop on the field, okay. But but the point is is we didn't train very long, right? And what you're really doing with training is is that you're uh, people think that you you'll ask people and you've heard it and people say oh I got my tissues breaking down and I'm going to build yeah. it up and <laughs> it gets to be stupid and silly. Yeah. What you're really doing is you're sending a message to your overall system. Yes, exactly. That you're placing great stress on it and that it has to change and adapt to the things that you're asking. And and but then to do that, you're you know, rest has to be part of the equation and good nutrition. Yep. And and so the point is is that you can't do it every day. We we train maximum 3 days a week. We train the upper and lower body all in the same the same day, maybe maybe at least the lower body and the upper body together twice a week, and maybe one day a week just the upper body. And the point is, recovery was important, but the the workouts were to stimulate growth. But really, what it is is to send that that message, and it's a complex thing as that far is. as what chemically is going on. But you don't need to. You don't need to know that. What you need to know is what we're really trying to do is uh, present information to the system that it must change and adapt to what you're asking it to do. Yep. And uh, uh, and and like I say, based on the uh, you know now the the playing of football and developing of the skill, that's something that is totally done out on the field. But the muscle structures and, and certain energy systems are what we're trying to develop. Uh, you know, we you can do it in your conditioning program, and uh, uh, we're certainly we're going to run. Certainly, you know, you get these uh, these people. There's some people that are that get into uh, training once every ten days, and you know, not running and making a big thing of it. And I think it has to be a, a balanced conditioning program where you certainly you run and certainly you do other things. And certainly, sometimes you do things just for fun. But when it comes to the strength training, 
the mental set is is to work very very hard, and then the quest for the individual trainee is for that individual to learn how to get the most out of himself. And uh, uh, I view that as kind of a simple thing, but uh, it's missed by most people. <laughs> it was missed then, yeah. not by the guys that worked with me, but uh, by many people. And and today it's uh, a lost thing, uh, which is sad. But that's you know the, the 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 parade marches on. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I I tell the people that I work with, you know, they ask why we train a certain way. I usually just tell them the body works as a unit, so we train it as a unit. All you're trying to do is send signals. That's what your your body is one big signal sender. If you send it, it, it and if you send it too many signals, it doesn't know what to do. Like the whole, like you said, the whole muscle breaking down thing, and you know, fibers tearing. It gets I'm silly. like, it gets silly. It does. It's saying, and they yeah, buy they into it. They, they, what yeah. they do is is that they they they. I mean, because you're dealing with things. The irony gets to be that the Adaptation to stress, okay, uh, is a complex thing physiolog- physiologically. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that what what <clears throat> the way I view training is, is that you your training is a situation, and we make it an athletic thing. But again, you're competing with yourself, where you challenge yourself. You know, I did ten reps with this weight. And I'm doing curls, and I got 130 pounds, and I did 10 reps last time strict. Damn, I'm going to try to do 11. I'm going to try to do 12 if I can, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do them strict. And is and is to carry on that dialogue with yourself, okay, so that you're challenging yourself, and then at the same time you're stepping up to do that challenge and constantly improve. Yep. And And you'll see the great athletes, the great athletes I coached, you know the Isaac Curtises and the 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 Anthony Munozes and the Tim Crumrise and James Brooks and Reggie Williams and these guys that they they picked up on that and that's the way that those guys lived and the whole idea is, is that it doesn't take very long it doesn't take hours it doesn't take all afternoon to lift weights and uh, uh, the point is our program I don't think Crumrise ever lifted more than uh, fifteen or twenty minutes oh wow yeah. But That's the point awesome. is, some bitch was as strong as anybody had ever played the game, and and uh, <laughs> I saw him uh, this fall, and he still is strong. He still <laughs> he continues. He's stronger now than he was then. But uh, 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 but no, I just say to you that uh, um, what you have is there's no great mystery if you understand the systems involved and you understand the um, the mental aspect of it. It's not a torturous set after set after set. Right. It's not a, you don't have to be a fanatic. And that was the real, one of the real advancements that uh, in uh, weight training for football, because again, the guys in the muscle magazines, the guys down at the YMCAs, they were viewed as fanatics. That's all they had. But the point is, is that the, uh, um, uh, the, whole, the whole way that it was correctly presented to athletes was this is something you do, which is going to help you. But it's but the end result is you being a better athlete, and uh, uh, good good athletes understand that, and that's something they want. And uh, but they don't want to spend all day at something. Right. And uh, 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 and the and the great irony is is that uh, um, if you want maximum results, you don't have to spend all day. In fact, if you did spend all day, it wouldn't be good. It would be bad. Yeah, it'd be easily the opposite. Overtrained. Right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, talking you about intensity. What? Well, uh, intensity means percentage of momentary ability. Right. And and like I say, and you get, but again, when we talk about this symbolic universe of, oh, you're doing that hit stuff, or you're doing that Arthur Jones stuff, or the Nautilus stuff, or, and and, and like I say, people, uh, uh, the bullshit has is seeped in a little bit into their brains, and like I say. It, you know, I like to think of it in a very, very different way, and that is, is that, uh, um, you know, the trick is, is to get it where so that you know uh, how to get the most out of yourself. And one way to do it is you have to, it has to be hard work. It has to be a, a, a systematic approach. It has to constantly try, try, you try to do more and to do things better, and to, but to maintain high quality. 
and then and then you have to uh, uh, put uh, uh, rest as part of the equation. Yep. And nutrition, which is not, you know, it's not some great mystery. You need good food, and uh, but you don't need a whole lot of it, and you don't need special stuff, you know. Right. And uh, uh, um, but I just say to you is that was uh, that was the the. Uh, the origins in, in strength training. Like I say, there were other programs. Uh, you know, in the 60s, there was weight programs in the NFL, uh, but they were mainly self strength people called strength coaches who were really self promoters. There was a heck of a lot of drugs. Um, I, I don't think that's necessary, and I've been very always very much against that. And uh, uh, you know, they've tried to legislate against it in the NFL. I don't know to what degree they have with, you know, because they, they have drugs now that you can't test for. So uh, it, it gets a little bit complex. But uh, but the deal is is that, uh, um, um, no, things change sometimes when they mature. And now uh, everybody, every place is lifting weights. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure if they know why, though. <laughs> I don't, I'm not so sure if the... Uh, the popularity is, um, I don't, I'm not sure if understanding what you're doing is proportional to the popularity. And and I don't know when you have all these um, places with, you know, Wise and um, L.A. Fitnesses and Planet Fitnesses. And, you know, I, don't, I, I would not know if anybody in any of those places has a clue of how to do it correctly. That's a good point, and there's. I and mean, I, and I don't know, and I, and, and quite frankly, I don't know a heck of a lot of strength coaches that know why they do what they're doing, but 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 my approach, and I was very fortunate again to have people like Paul Brown and Arthur Jones as as uh, uh, close friends and mentors, that that like I say, it wasn't just doing it; it was doing it the right way, and uh, uh, you know we got some tremendous results and. Uh, uh, um, you know, we kept the drugs out of there, and uh, there were other teams in the NFL. There were heavy drug teams. There were teams in colleges that were heavy drug teams, and it became. Uh, I'm trying to say is is that, but but done systematically and done correctly, um, um, that fits, and it also fits with smart people, right? And it's uh, and 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 again, we, um, um, you know, we were always uh, in those days. Uh, uh, we were very, very um, particular in who we let be Bengals. There wasn't free agency, but you, we had kids from the Ivy League, Reggie from Dartmouth, and you know Dick Duran from Yale, and McAnally from Harvard, and you know we well, we had smart kids and and that were uh, uh, serious. And uh, in that context, you can do a lot of good things. But there, but it's also limited because weight training. One of the problems gets to be that that. The, a lot of the early strength coaches to uh, sell weight training in sports oversold it. Mm. And uh, uh, you can do this and do that, and you'll necessarily, you'll be faster. Well, you might be, but you've got to run, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You've got to, you know, you've got to be, you got you know, you can't give people skills that they don't have the potential for. And again, skills uh, are acquired and maintained through specific practice, so you've got to have you know, again, that's developed on the field. I also, what you may not know, Eric, is is that uh, I helped uh, in 1975. I helped Larry Starr, who was the trainer of the Reds. He and Sparky Anderson, the manager, that the Reds actually were the first organized baseball weight training program, where everybody in the team did it, and I hmm. helped uh, Larry Starr uh, organize that. No, I didn't know that. And and the baseball guys, it was interesting because football, like I say, some of the coaches and some of the players had been exposed to weight training. But in baseball, none of them had been. And they would do things exactly like you, you suggested that they do them. And, uh, uh, and again, it was just a little bit, but like I say, one of the bonuses was that, that Larry and Sparky, too, they put their jobs on the line. And uh, it ended up being the greatest baseball team there ever was, <laughs> which is kind of a neat thing. But nobody, no, it's, awesome. it's not something that that was promoted. Yeah, because it was, but it was just a part of the way that they do they did things. And uh, um, uh, 
And like I say, the key to that whole thing was Sparky, and, and they had some they had some pretty good players bench. And, yeah, they were okay. You know, they were all right. They were pretty good. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah, they were. They were, but there there ain't anything like that now. But again, what you have is is it isn't just um, train with weights; <laughs> it's do it the right way. Right. And that's the key. And like I say, it's still. <laughs> Excuse me. It's still as popular as weight training is, and you know you have a hundred times, maybe more than that, of the venues where weight training is available. Uh, um, the problem is, it's just like it's not just like, but it's a little bit different. But it's damn close the way it was when I first started because it's hard to find people uh, um, that really know what they're talking about. You know what's funny about that is one of my uh, younger uh, clients was telling me how there are these two girls, and she, she's in high school. These two girls, they're like sophomores or juniors or something, put on quote-unquote exercise clinics at school. I'm like, wait, they do yeah. what? So they have these uh, Instagram pages set up, you know, and they're, and they're branding oh, themselves some of them, as... people making a lot of money at that. Unbelievable you know, amount of money. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, just YouTube, like YouTube videos and they're learning. And again, it's like, uh, uh, but I just say to you is, is that the key, the key with Arthur Jones is, is that he, he knew training. He knew, he knew the kind of person that sought to improve because it takes a certain amount of optimism, but he knew the basic physiology not the mystery stuff but the basic stuff and mm -hmm. he knew physics and he knew he knew uh, um um you know that like i say and he also knew teaching and uh but like i say there's uh uh now now we're dealing with um we're, we're dealing with it, the borrow from uh, the writer norman mailer he's you know it's he, someone said that you know you know, there's inform there's almost too much information out there. Yeah. It's almost like a string of pearls without the string. But then it's more complex than that because a great percentage of the pearls are paste. They're fake. They're not real. Ju they're not real pearls. So you've got all this information and all these people you could turn to and all these venues, you know, and internet and and muscle magazines are still out there and. Uh, you know, there's always people down at the YMCA or this gym or that gym. They're, they're experts and they're, mm. they're big guys. And uh, uh, but I'm just saying to you is is that it's it's it, it, I don't know if again if um, knowing how what you're doing and how to do it is uh, out there the way that it could be. And I know that it's popular. And again, weight training is uh, in 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 the early days. It was you you get somebody to lift weights, but they didn't know any. No one in their family had ever lifted weights. Now, just about everybody in everybody's family is, has been exposed to it in some way. You know, whether it's at the Y or gym class at school or you know the Gold's Gym or some some place. You know. Uh, yeah. uh, and and the point is, I just say to you now, it's uh, it's a different thing that there's there's information, but I I don't know. There's still a lot of bad information out. Oh yeah, more probably. And, and a lot of people that would uh, just like to hook into you, you know, and 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 somehow make some money. And I don't I don't know, but I don't I don't want to be too general. But I I guess I would have to be. But the thing. What I'm saying is it still should be a very simple thing of doing the basic things and doing them correctly yep and 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 developing that demeanor that attitude that that sensibility where you're trying to always do better do it the right way but do better right and uh, 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 you know that's what really high intensity is it's it's a focus on quality. It's a focus of, of 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 you know competing with yourself, and like I say, that that part of it hasn't changed. I mean, the the place of weight training in the culture is very different than it was, but the real basics of how to do it, and and what you need to know to do it, that's all the same. The only problem is that uh, 
doing it the right way, you're not going to necessarily find a whole lot of people that know know what that is. <laughs> right, and are you willing to do that too? That's that's big. Well, it's a, it's it again, like anything else. It was, and it, you know, it fits in with the 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 Paul Brown and the Arthur Jones, and they were both. Uh, I'm sure that um, people today and our millennials and other people would, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily like someone that's saying is, hey, if you're going to get something. You know, and and then this gets back to I guess it is old school. You got to work hard. Yeah. But the point is, is they both were were committed. To, you got to work hard, but you got to work smart. The problem is the people that 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 want to do it, but they 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 don't have good models or they don't have information to work hard or work smart. Yeah. And and that's. Uh, um, you know that's one of the problems, just one of the problems of modern life. But like I say, that yeah, in general, right? That, yeah, yeah. I don't like I say. The the point is, is that uh, um, um, it's still uh, people ask if if I have changed over the years, and I I think I think you know learning is the the, the bedrock of one's existence. I mean, you you want to always learn and be able to learn, but when it comes to doing strength training. <laughs> It's it's really so basic and so simple. It is, yeah. It's that all I, it's, that I'm doing. It, people ask me if, well, would you do it differently today? And it's no, like, no, no. Why would you? No, it's a system but that it would works. Be very hard because now, today, just like you're dealing with, if you're dealing with sophomore girls in high school, everybody's an expert. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they can, like I say, all they need is some kind of an internet connection, and yep. they can. Um, I mean, there's there's more experts, and you know, and the personal trainers, and the you know, and the coaches, and then all the, you know, the big strength coaches and stuff. And like I say, it isn't. There's a huge as it's matured, it's become huge. But like I say, it when when done well, it's a very simple thing that you you integrate into your life, and you know how to do it, and that's it. That's it. You don't you don't need to pay anybody. You don't need to turn to anybody, and it should be it should be a personal discipline. And 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 as you know, as the world gets complex, because the world is certainly more complex. I mean, uh, weight training isn't complex, but the the context of of the of the world we live in is a pretty damn complex thing. That's yeah, true. But the point is, is I do think it's very. And again, I don't. It's it's. Um, not really a spiritual thing, but it kind of is. I think that it behooves people to have a personal discipline, something they stick with. And like I say, it's something that they practice and know how to do and do on a regular basis. And like I say, this is a very personal thing because, you know, a fitness thing and a weight training thing is part of fitness. Uh, is interesting because if you do it right, you're gonna you're gonna get some very positive changes of the really deep you. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you become big. You know, you get a young a youngster. I'm training my grandson now, and and he's uh, really I'm really impressed because he's doing it the right way, and he's uh, uh, getting tremendous results. He's a sophomore in high school. And right at an age when um, uh, physical self-image is the most important thing, right? And and uh, and he's and he's. I mean, he's the way he walks, the way he talks. Uh oh, somebody's coming. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, uh, it's a fun thing for me to see this done. And like I say, the is the program. Uh, you know, is it an old school pro? I guess you could say that. But but the point is, but it's it's still. Wait a minute. It should be a very very personal discipline. It's hard because you make it hard, but it's not. You're not a fanatic. It's just something that you do. And and that's it. Yeah. Like I say, when it comes to physical fitness, you gain. You know. I mean, if it's pure vanity, I mean, you look better. You feel better. Yep. You exactly. Know, you, you know. You 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 you're healthier. <laughs> you you hold yourself better. You're more confident when you go into other. Um, aspects of your life, which I've talked to, I've talked a lot about that on the podcast, just about how strength training's not well, just that, about. That you get, you look at an Anthony Munoz, and he was the greatest offensive lineman there ever was. 
He's a true warrior, a Hall of Famer. And if you look at him, the way he and his hands are funny because he broke his finger. Oh yeah, he's all jacked up. But he's as he's as in as good a shape, and I I can't even judge how he maybe he's fifty in his early fifties, mid fifties. But but I would just say to you that I know that he he still runs, he still lifts, and it's just the the part of the way he does things. And uh, you're talking about a very impressive person to see. But the point is, is that he's somebody that's committed to, 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 to himself in a very good way, and he's committed to his own health. And it's something that if you do it right, um, you do nothing but gain. Yeah. And, a... uh, but the point is, is that the whole deal is, is that uh, um, the quest is how do you find how you're doing it right, you know, <laughs> And you get you get you may bump into people that say, "Yeah, I'm the expert." No, I'm the expert. You know, and and I'm just saying to you is is it's just it's just as hard to uh, get good information these days as it was when there were no experts. <laughs> and but you got to but like I say the 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 thing that makes it good is it's not a complex thing. It should be a very basic thing. And uh, yep. uh, uh, the people who do it the right way, they 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 understand it as that. Kim, I don't think I could have said it uh, any better on a, on a good way to end the podcast. That's uh, that's it. Know, keep you know, keep, no keep questions. What do you, what do you want to know? I questions. You want <laughs> you wanted answers? I, I don't think, know. I don't know any. But I think uh, I think you hammered home really what I wanted to talk about, which was. Uh, you know the history and and what people need to do and to focus on when they're either the key the key thing and I just say the the one good thing is you know what I mentioned about uh, uh, in the early seventies in the sixties and seventies you know now um, I think it's okay and I, and I don't agree with a lot of the things that are done but there but what you have is is uh, the culture and culture means how people live that american culture now and uh, uh you know the people you know the, that will listen to your thing the people they're around themselves and around that fitness wasn't always accepted you know i used to run and there's nobody that runs now they have you know you get the boston marathon it's got qualifiers Right. You know, they'll have the Cincinnati Flying Pig Marathon, and they'll have thousands of people. You know, I mean, that was that's crazy, you know. In the old days, it wouldn't, you know, the the Boston Marathon, I mean, within my lifetime, used to be like 15 or 20 Irish guys, you know, that would just run, you know, they'd run, and then they'd get plowed in some bar in Boston, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and now, there's, now there's, you know, tens of thousands of people, okay. But I'm just saying is is that the culture, what's great is, is that even when people aren't doing it the right way, and I don't want to be quoted on this, but the point is they're doing something. They know they should be doing something. And there was a point in time that that was not the case, that people didn't, uh, uh, they, they didn't go out and do stuff, you know, or, you know, kids, kids, kids were expected to do stuff and play Little League and play, you know, basketball in high school and stuff but but the point is adults didn't do it and now you're seeing uh fitness has been accepted by the culture as a value so they're doing something the problem gets to be is that they do things the right way and like i say but the but the good part of that is it's not a complex thing and and there's some people that have made it that way. You know, you, oh, we got to do the Bulgarian this or that. And, yeah, you know, the Russian oh yada yada. Yeah, the Russians do it this way, and you know, and the thing is, is that it, the the best programs when it comes to this stuff are very simple. They are hard. They don't necessarily have to be because uh, uh, um, I knew people that would give talks and they would talk about how. Um, you know, uh, uh, recreation was like the the uh, uh, the enemy of real exercise, and I'm thinking recreation's okay. Yeah. Because maybe there's people that don't necessarily want to improve greatly, but the point is, I just but I think that that you have in the culture and you and especially where where we live in Cincinnati, there's you know, first of all, you want to do something. But once you do it, you then you, you want to do stuff right, 
and and like I say, and and the people that want to improve and grow, that's good. But it, but it's also worth doing, as long as you get off the couch and do something. Mm, you know, yeah. But like I say, but you got a culture where uh, you get a lot of people don't, and and that's the bad part. But like I say, I, I there's nothing the matter with recreation. I mean, Cincinnati. It used to be you'd come here and everybody in Cincinnati played baseball or softball. You know, and uh, up by Elder High School, that's where I first lived when I first came here. You go up and top Price Hill there, everybody played baseball. The women, the men, the older people, everybody, you know. And I just say that uh, uh, that's one of the good things. But, again, the, the deal is doing it right is not a complex thing. It's a simple thing, but the key is doing it and integrating it into your life so it becomes a personal discipline. Well, I think I got the the um, headline for the podcast. It might be doing it right. <laughs> well, well. No, it's tr- no, it, it's true. That, that's just you know, keep keep things as simple as you possibly can and improve on those simple things. And I, that's, I mean, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't your, get put much the effort into it. Yeah, and then it doesn't get much life, doesn't get know? much easier than that. Amen. But Kim, if uh, people have more comments, questions, concerns for you specifically, what's the best way to to get a hold of you? Uh, they can get a. I I I write things for my son. My son has a, a number of websites, and um, he has a, a website called oldtimestrongman.com, and uh, uh, but he has a pay website called the Iron League, and I write things for there. But he can get a, a hold of uh, me through John Wood at oldtimestrongman.com. Uh, okay, perfect. And and it's e- you know it's easy to get uh, you know and like I say and and uh, uh, um, uh, I have a uh, uh, there's also a website uh, called which called uh, footballstrength.com and there's there's information there on how to get a hold of me but uh, uh, and and like I say I my I'm in this I have uh, I used to have a concussion clinic. But I'm very, very uh, uh, angry because I think sports people are uh, not—they're not doing the right thing relative to that. That most of the concussions could be prevented, and uh, uh, I really, really am disappointed in people. But I—but I do have a small uh, strength clinic mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, and it but it's. Uh, uh, um, you know, people can write me, but it's, it's you got to be invited to come to it. It's only only about thirty people, and we do it. At my daughter has a theater in downtown Cincinnati, and uh, we have it there. And it's been um, uh, we we it was a it's been a heck of a thing. Where, but like I say, we go into the really advanced stuff. But but you can contact me through footballstrength.com or oldtimestrongman.com. Awesome, and I'll link all that in the notes. And I'm, I'm a member of the IronLeague.com, and I've I've been to one of your uh, your football strength um, clinics. And did you have, what did uh, you yep. what did you think of the Iron League? I, you know, when we first There's, talked, to you did you like it? Did you, did you? It's got a lot of stuff. In I was gonna say, like, I can't. You can't help but not like it, but there's so freaking much. Like there's you you kind of like you sift and read, and then you sift and read, and then like you got all well, the old pictures, it it's and it's just oh, it's unreal yeah it's uh, amazing uh, yeah i mean but i just say to you that uh uh but no the but what people but if you break things down to what people need to know it's really a very basic very simple thing yeah and and the problem is is that there's people that have a vested interest in making it a very complex thing that's true and and you you need to work you need to rest you need you, you need good food Okay. And repeat. <laughs> and, and what? And repeat. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. It's no big deal, but you need to. <laughs> but you need to integrate it into your life. It's one right, of the. And right. like I say, what uh, uh, it was interesting in selling strength training to football people in the early days. It was. Uh, I remember both Paul Brown and um, Lou Saban and a number of these great coaches that I knew when they would talk to their teams. Uh, they would just say, hey, this is, it's become a part of the game now, and this is what being a real professional is involved with, and that is you've got to take care of your body, and mm-hmm. you've got to, you know, there's things you can do to extend your career, and there's things that you can do that can make it so you can play better and, and be less susceptible to injury. Yep. 
and and so that the very fact that those are, but like I say, when it comes to life itself, there's things you can do to look better and feel better and live longer and be healthier and and um, and it's and it's not crazy things you have to do. It's basic, real basic things that you that it, once you may become, like I say, it becomes a personal regimen or a personal habit. Uh, it's easy, and uh, and we have like I say, there's a lot of people that. Uh, understand that but still uh, uh there's still a lot of hokum out there and and you know is tied to it and uh which is sad but at the same time is is that it's uh it's in the when i first started it was something nobody ever even heard of it, you know yeah you know you'd, you'd have a strength and health magazine and people would look at you funny you know what's, <laughs> what's that you know and, uh, uh, but it but it was it started very small but it's very big now but the rules are the same basic stuff basic stuff that's right amen and on that note folks please get a hold of uh for any information i'll, I'll have everything linked obviously but uh, get a hold of of kim wood and I'll, I'll link to his other podcast through uh asap and and coach I, I appreciate your time and we'll talk to you very soon thank you eric good luck to you thanks for listening don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts if you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.